Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding up the headlines in games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. Hope you've had a good week and weekend. We have a lot to talk about uh, in the world of video games, so let's get right to it with this week's top stories. Folks, it is delay season, the time of year where games sure to come out in October, November, and December get pushed into the next calendar year or beyond. And we have a couple to talk about uh, right now. It's the witching hour, mid-September, and things can change very quickly. Dying Light 2 is Techland's parkour zombie game that I think a lot of people are pretty excited about, but it is moving from December 2021 to February 4th, 2022. Uh, CEO Pavel Markevka says that they need to, quote, bring the game to the level we envision, end quote. Uh, They also say that the studio will share some news about the sequel uh, at some point in in September, but we haven't heard what that is yet. Uh, But we will obviously keep an eye out. This is the big second delay for uh, Dying Light 2. It was actually supposed to come out uh, a full year and a half ago in spring 2020. Uh, But obviously, COVID and other things have pushed that date. And now we're looking at a 2022 release. Game leaker extraordinaire Jeff Grubb over at GamesBeat tweeted earlier this week that we should expect some more delays, and indeed, we have gotten that. Uh, EA's Battlefield 2042 is moving from October 22nd to November 9th, so it's not a huge delay. Don't panic. It's just about 17 days before you'll be able to get your hands on this from the previous release date. Uh, DICE is facing some COVID-related issues and released a statement. Uh, DICE General Manager Oscar Gabrielson says, Given the scale and scope of the game, we had hoped our teams would be back in our studios together as we move forward. Uh, move towards launch with the ongoing conditions not allowing that to happen safely and with all the hard work the teams are doing from home we feel it is important to take the extra time to deliver on the vision of battlefield 2042 for our players that's the end of that quote uh the very 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 funny side note about the actual leaking of this announcement uh was that jeff grubb's tweet which had no information about electronic arts about battlefield about anything caused ea stock price to plummet about two billion dollars so that kind of tipped it tipped everyone's hand about what might be coming. Um, but it is very funny that Jeff might be actually looked at by the SEC. Of course, he won't be. He's a journalist. He can he can say that stuff. Uh, but it is very funny. I, I just love seeing journalists do their job and the, the world panicking. Um, but that's that's like the last major uh, delay that we've uh, had announced so far as of this recording. 
I would not be shocked if there are more to come, uh, but there are still a bunch of high-profile releases that uh, are a little shaky. Uh, I've talked to been in recent weeks about uh, Halo Infinite being a game that, as of yet, has not shown a single nanosecond of its campaign, which is slated to be released on December 8th alongside multiplayer. Now, co-op is not going to launch uh, no matter what on December 8th, but I am going to... I'm just betting betting here i'm not betting anything i'm just saying to you dear listener i bet we're going to get the multiplayer but not the single player campaign that's just my bet anyway that's that's i I don't even think that's like an unsafe bet i think that's a pretty safe bet but maybe they can prove me wrong maybe it is actually ready like they say it is and it'll come out but anyway we'll keep our eyes out for more delays as they come through toward the end of september A highly anticipated game that was probably not on many people's radars before this week is Chapter 2 of Toby Fox's Deltarune. That is the follow-up to his uh, highly successful RPG, Undertale. The first chapter of Deltarune came out back in 2018. I can't believe that. And it's been three years. We knew that there were some issues with development of further chapters of Deltarune. We knew that Toby Fox's own issues with procrastinating and taking on too much and uh, and having trouble delegating uh, have, have caused delays in Deltarune. Rune, but he announced this week via Twitter that we're getting Deltarune this week. By the time you listen to this, it is out. It came out on September 17th. Uh, expect some coverage on fanbyte.com. You should just go do that right now. Uh, expect some Michael Hyam takes. Expect some Imran Khan takes. I think we'll probably do an entire episode of 99 Potions this week for Delta Rune Chapter 2. Uh, those uh, 99 Potions is our acclaimed rpg podcast which you should check out i'm usually on it i'm not going to be on it this week but uh, uh a lot of folks who played or who uh will play delta rune will be those air on uh thursday morning so please check that out uh but delta rune is super exciting especially if you want to see how delta rune will intertwine with the overarching undertale world delta rune of course is an anagram of uh undertale of course of course uh but yeah by the time you're listening to this You'll be able to check it out. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter 1 is available now on PlayStation 4, Xbox Switch, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, and the uh, Delta Rune Chapter 2 will premiere on PC. No word if it will appear on other consoles at this point. Activision Blizzard is facing yet another lawsuit from a major labor organization, this time from the Communications Workers of America. They filed last week an unfair labor lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, this coming off the heels of the workplace discrimination lawsuit that has made headlines all throughout the summer. The the new lawsuit alleges that the company has used coercive statements, rules, and actions against employees who have been organizing for better workplace conditions since the filing of that workplace discrimination lawsuit. According to that law, Lawsuit, the Activision Blizzard leadership has, quote, threatened employees that they cannot talk about or communicate about wages, hours, and working conditions. They've told employees they cannot communicate with or discuss ongoing investigations of wages, hours, and working conditions, maintained an overly broad social media policy, enforced the social media policy against employees who have engaged in protected concerted activity, threatened or disciplined employees on account of protected concerted activity, engaged in surveillance of employees engaged in protected concerted activity, and engaged in interrogation of employees about protected concerted activity, end quote. 
So Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard has felt good enough about the ongoing uh, workplace discrimination lawsuit that they've started to put the Activision branding back on games like Call of Duty. Uh, however, uh, <laughs> this, this alleges that uh, their handling of this situation internally with the uh, with the uh, a better ABK, which stands for Activision Blizzard King, uh, the social media movement, a better ABK. Uh, it seems like they are railing against those employees internally. Uh, and so they're facing uh, resistance, huge resistance from inside uh, by calling for changes within the organization. Um, this is a, uh, a a probably a very troubling development, especially for folks following the story, as uh, we probably want to believe that a big company like Activision Blizzard would want to take uh, uh, steps to uh, uh, change the culture and the uh, conditions with which under which the employees are operating. However, um, you know, given things like the the earnings call right after the lawsuit was filed, that was mostly full of questions about how um, how you know timelines of games would be affected by this kind of distraction of a lawsuit instead of actually working to fix it. Now, not every investor of Activision Blizzard has taken that stance. There have been some that have released statements saying that Bobby Kotick and others are not doing nearly enough to change the culture within the the, uh, the company. Um, HR departments have been gunned within Activision Blizzard to hopefully alleviate some of these problems and and steer uh right the ship so to speak and some other folks have been let go as well but clearly not enough is being done and now Activision Blizzard is, stands accused of uh coercing their existing employees um into not speaking out which is not great so a grim a grim uh, second act of this entire lawsuit business of Activision Blizzard seems to be unfolding. We will obviously keep an eye on it as it unfolds. We're going to wrap up the top stories this week with two pieces of hardware update news that I think will be very welcome to most of you. First of all, you can now turn off the annoying screenshot notification on PlayStation 5. Every time you hit this, the, uh, the screenshot button on your controller, there's an annoying little notification. kind of takes you out of the game. It's just kind of annoying. I wish more uh, consoles made it easier to turn that stuff off. And now you finally can. So if you go to the captures and broadcast settings under uh, shortcuts for create button section, uh, at the very bottom, it you can now toggle the display save confirmation for screenshots on and off. Uh, and you, you know, you'll have to basically just trust your PlayStation 5. But I don't think I've ever hit that button and it hasn't worked. So I would just uh, turn it off and then go ham. If you want to like take a bunch of screenshots at once, that's now much easier to do, and you can just go check your saved screenshots afterwards to make sure that they got saved properly. Uh, and I think maybe the honestly the best news of the week, at least for me, who is going to be traveling by plane uh, several times in the next few days, uh, now you can actually add Bluetooth audio devices to your Nintendo Switch. That's right. In case you didn't know, in case you've been living under a rock, you have not, since the Nintendo Switch release in 2017, have been able to pair a Bluetooth audio device to the system. Now you can. All you have to do is go to the system settings and way, way, way down below the sleep mode and all that stuff under controllers and sensors is a Bluetooth audio section. You can pair your device to it. You have to pair a device just like you pair a lot of your other Bluetooth devices. Uh, you can uh, you can basically just hook up. You know, I've already hooked up my AirPods Pro to it. It works perfectly fine. Uh, I have not tried it on an airplane yet, but I will do so. And if I uh, find any trouble with that, I will update this 
in next week's episode. But it is a very, very, very welcome thing. Uh, Nintendo is um, kind of becoming known for these like late uh, quality of life updates for their games and hardware. Uh, we saw earlier this year um, an update to uh, Super Mario Party to add uh, some online functionality that just like wasn't there uh, many years after the game came out. Listen, this stuff is better late than never, but it does beg the question, why isn't Nintendo thinking about this stuff as it happens? Uh, but hey, whatever. As long as I can hear uh, Link, um, you know, bouncing off of rocks and going, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, ah, while I'm on the plane with my earbuds, I, I guess I'm fine. Um. <laughs> It's time to check in with Paul. It's time to check in with Paul. What's going on with Paul, the producer? Hey, it's Paul, and I'm here. How's it going, John? Hell yeah. Thank you. I'm great. Yeah, no problem. We didn't rehearse that at all. No, but, you know, always on the same wavelength. We're always on the same wavelength. Um, I want to start by talking about something that, you know, the TFTK audience always comes to me for, which is um, Friday afternoon Los Angeles Clippers Um Mm. uh you know conversations yeah i know all the yeah. tftk people love um the national basketball association and the la clippers um i just sure. want to talk about the video that i saw that i, I also know <laughs> that you saw of uh the groundbreaking of a new stadium in inglewood california for the clippers uh. um and um uh, uh Kawhi leonard and uh paul george two players for the clippers are absolutely fucking comatose watching fits in the tantrums <laughs> a band that a band that released the song they were playing eight years ago um oh, yeah. uh sing for this groundbreaking um uh, paul how many fits in the tantrums albums do you own oh i mean so many just, you know i have them on different formats mini yeah. disc vinyl sure cassette tape yeah you know it's hard to hard to count really yeah you got you you got money grabber that great song from the oh, early yeah. 2010s you've got yep. the walker you've got she's mm-hmm. out of my league um, yeah i know all of these songs for they're sure. so good and paul i'm just gonna do you a solid and uh go ahead and drop a photo um, you can you can play along at home if you just Google fits in the tantrums. <laughs> you can see what the lead singer looks like, and he does look like this. Mm. He looks like that man yeah. right there. Okay. Um, kind of got a skunk like a rogue from X Men skunk streak in the front of his hair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fifty years old. That's what a fifty year old man mm. looks like. So okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was a really funny video. You should go check it out. Um. If yeah, definitely the opposite of like the fan bite retreat. I feel like everyone <laughs> on the sidelines there, minus one or two players in the background who were kind of into it, you know, playing along. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone else just completely, totally checked, checked out. out. Totally checked out. <laughs> um, we saw a new trailer for uh, Grand Turismo 7 recently, and you and I have not gotten a chance to talk about it. Yeah, uh, th- so it happened uh, during the PlayStation Showcase of, of the previous week. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I you know I may have watched the trailer uh, you know twenty thirty times, <laughs> um, you know, just on a loop. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I anytime there's any information about this game, I'm I'm just like scanning every shot and looking at the menus because it's there's a lot of menus in, in that trailer, which uh, which for me 
uh, a Gran Turismo menu pervert is like ah. is heaven. Um, so that was good it, news for you. Oh yeah, because some okay. of those menus have changed since we first saw them. Like the, the, the sort of overview of the entire like the, the campaign stuff is is different. Definitely mm-hmm. harkens back to some previous games. I think even like Gran Turismo Four and stuff like that. So it, it's right. it's kind of cool to see that stuff because you know we haven't we didn't really get that with GT Sport. GT Sport was more of like an online focused racing game, and it's you know I even was excited to see like the license tests are back. Like, Ooh, right. To, yeah. Get my breaking license. <laughs> yeah. I liked, I liked those in, in a spec for, uh, for yeah. PS2. I, I dug those. So, um, yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be good. Did, did more recent Gran Turismo's have like marathon races, like some of the older ones did. Yeah. Like the endurance races. Yeah. 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 I liked those. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of blocked those out of my memory until I posted about uh, one of my previous, not not the last karting trip we went on, but the the one before that when I was in Florida, I had posted an, an image to Instagram and a couple buddies of mine from, you know, from my childhood were like, wow, I remember watching you play Gran Turismo for like four hours doing one race. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for <laughs> I'm sorry that. I'm sorry for that trauma. Sorry for that trauma, <laughs> friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My bad. You have to like manage like tire stuff, um, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't as know. someone who was up late last night playing Motorsport Manager, Mobile Motorsport Manager 3 on my phone till like Motorsport. 3 a.m., uh, I'm all about tire management, fuel management, all kind of management nowadays. That's amazing. Um, so, like, you, so we've got we've got Forza Horizon Five coming. We also have Gran Turismo oh, Seven. God. What are you? What are you kind of expect? Like for those who don't know, maybe this is a good good you know primer for those two games. Like, what are really the key differences that you know folks can expect from two what will be two very polished racing games? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I think um, what I'm going to get out of Forza Horizon 5 is way different than what I'm going to get from Gran Turismo. So for me, I think the one that most folks will probably play, especially on staff here, is it's going to be Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Um, which is definitely more of an open world. Uh, it leans towards the arcadier side of things. I mean, you're obviously like, you're, you're never going to be able to take like an AMG through like the the muds of like the... <laughs> the volcanic ash of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, you're never, you're just going to get stuck and, and you're, it's going to be a waste of, you know, a, a million dollar vehicle or whatever. Um, so it, th- that's kind of what you get from the Forza experience is more of like this fantasy... But but still very like technically um, competent racer. If you if you if you tweak it in a certain certain ways in the menus, you can actually make that thing, uh, you know, pretty pretty sim ish. Um, but it it's definitely one of those racing games where you know you're jumping off of ramps and you're jumping over people and you're crashing through signs and it's 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 just a, an overall good time. And there's also like, yeah. if you've ever played a Forza Horizon game, like, yeah, you're kind of there for the racing, but it's also, an, you know, more of an open world game. You can kind of do your own thing. There's different challenges you can do. And it's just like a really great way to just sample a bunch of really amazing cars in really, really cool biomes that there's no, there really isn't any like interruption to the gameplay. Whereas in Gran Turismo, 
um, that's definitely more of like a simulation. And, and there there are still things to it that are obviously kind of video gamey. Like there are certain tracks and cars and conditions where like sure. in real life, you, you wouldn't really be able to overtake and do things like you would in Gran Turismo. But uh, Gran Turismo is definitely aiming for more of a realistic simulation experience where you know you have to you don't have to but it definitely helps to go through like the driving school and and like make take your tests for licenses because as you do those things you're actually learning the sort of basics of actual motorsport <laughs> and you're you know you're learning what the you know what the slipstream is what how right. to take a turn and, and all these other different things and like learning how to tune cars so it's a very very i mean the the trailer for gt7 it looks like I, I'm just going to live inside of that game because you can not only can you just collect cars, you can also take photos of them. These, these are things that have showed up in like Grand Tourism before and, and onward uh, here and there where like you can, you know, sort of place the car in different locales doing different things and, and have a really robust photo editor. And, and they even showed them like framed on a wall or on like a desk or something. So like if you really wanted to, you can basically treat this game like like full fantasy fulfillment. Like you're, you're, I'm never, there's a, I mean, it's probably never going to happen that I'm going to have like a fleet of, you know, Porsches and Mercedes and Ferraris and Audis and BMWs. That's, that's just probably not in the cards for me, but in Gran Turismo it is. And like, and now it comes with like ray tracing and, and all these other things that I'm excited about. Well, actually I'm not entirely sure if it's going to have ray tracing, but I'm, I'm assuming it might. Those reflections look really nice. I mean, Um, they look really good and it's on PS5. So I don't know. Probably yeah. a good yeah. bet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's arcade, more of an arcade style thing, which is which also has its place in my heart. I'm you know I grew up on like the Ridge Racers, sure, and, uh, all those kinds of games, like the Burnouts of the World growing up, and the Need for Speeds. This uh, Forza Horizon definitely falls into that category, and Gran Turismo is kind of the blueprint for you know the Assetto courses of the world, and the even the Forza Motorsport, like the the proper mainline series, which I feel like they're moving away from it kind of Forza. feels like they're sunsetting that or something it feels yeah, like to me you, you, you can't even play forza motorsport 7 anymore they took right. it off the store and everything mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm pretty sure it has more to do with licenses and stuff like that but yeah they they seem to want to be heading in this other direction because this series is more accessible it seems to be more successful and um it definitely has kind of carved its own identity which is which is nice because you know for a long time i mean to me gran turismo is still the king like i, I don't think um okay you know most racing games, they, they definitely come close, especially on the PC side where you can mod stuff and right. you can kind of tinker with it. And the, honestly, the way you would with a car. Um, but Gran Turismo is like the gold standard because even if you're just vaguely interested in simulation games, that game will really hold your hand and walk you through everything mm. and, and teach you things. Mm-hmm. Like I think if people are interested, definitely check out GT Sport. Um, it's it's a really great way to learn a lot of that stuff like that that driving school i think is excellent some of those missions are bullshit but right uh if, you, if you're not obsessed with getting the the first place gold you know yeah metal or whatever you'll be fine i i legitimately learned most of what i know about cars from gran turismo 3 not from like yeah friends or anything because like yeah. i don't know about you but growing up it was like very cool to know about cars but i was like i don't know any i don't I don't know anything about cars. And then I found out <laughs> yeah, what a suspension yeah. was and a drivetrain and why you want, uh, you know, smoother tires for, you know, certain surfaces and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Grand Turismo can really kind of teach you about the, uh, the, the mechanics of a car in a way that I think is uh, pretty cool. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a it, it truly is a great learning tool. I think if if um if I same for me, I, I didn't really grow up around gearheads in that sense. Right. Like my dad was always kind of into cars, and he, my dad's actually more into motorcycles, but he has a he has a couple. But um, I I kind of had to learn a lot of that stuff on my own, and it's it's really cool because I actually there's a really great um uh, Eurogamer interview with Kazunori Yamauchi, and um. They, uh, let me just get the name of the of the writer here real quick. Uh, Martin Robinson uh, goes ahead and asks, like, you know, what are you trying to say with this with this new entry? Because it's it's Gran Turismo Seven. It's it's a it's a pretty. It's been in the game for a while for like mm-hmm. for decades, and these games don't come out every other year. They they take a while to come out. And uh, yeah, I mean, twenty five years ago, uh, Kazunori Yamauchi says, I think Gran Turismo really had a big responsibility in that aspect to create new car fans out of the new generation of kids out there, mm-hmm. which is like 100% what it did to me at a very early impressionable age yeah. where I was like, oh, wow. Like actually cars are really beautiful, delicate uh, pieces of engineering marvels that like, yeah. you know, we kind of take for granted because especially nowadays, everything's headed towards automation and self-driving sure. and this nightmare future yeah. that Elon Musk is just sort of, you know, throwing us did, into. Did but, you see, did you see yeah. the video of the, the guy that was like, he's some... He's some Tesla bro, and he was uh, basically seeing if a Tesla could turn right during a busy yeah. pedestrian thing. And he just almost barreled completely into a bunch of pedestrians because the car was yeah. shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's a nightmare yeah. future. Nightmare future. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people like Elon Musk, I don't even think they respect the idea of a delicately designed vehicle. I think they're just, um, you know, a, a, a robber baron. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh I it's been a while since I played a GT game. Uh really. Um I think I fell off around four, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to give this a spin when it comes out. Um Yeah, yeah. We I, I'm trying to get everyone on staff to get some racing wheels so let's we can do uh, it. Just get a get a crew together. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. gonna get a crew together for Forza, so I'm already calling it op I mean uh optional fan bike drifting club. We gotta we gotta God, come we together. Gotta do it. Just have car meets. We have to do it. Speaking of motorsport, uh, this past week we uh, watched an F one race together. Um, which we did, was fun. Uh, yeah. and we got to see the very scary uh, crash between uh, Max Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton. And I know that uh, you and LB talked about this on an episode of You Love to See It. So I'd love you to uh, tell the folks at home about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this week. Um, with with our with our captain out um with Danielle out for this week me LB and uh Fernanda Praches who also has a podcast on the on the network it's very good uh, we yeah we all we all happen to be formula 1 fans of of varying degrees which is always fun to talk about cuz we we had a really great discussion about the race and and the weekend in general that you know doesn't go too far into the technical side of it because I'm still relatively new to the sport and right. that's not the kind of conversation we wanted to have but yeah the the I was glad you actually got a chance to see um, the Italian Grand Prix this year because it was super eventful. I mean, you, you yeah. got to see one of the wildest crashes that has that has happened to date, yeah. um, and another one that has proven once again that the halo is is necessary in that sport because it could have really, really gone in in a whole different direction. This conversation we, we we're having right now would have been tragic. Really different. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it would have been tragic were it not for that halo. But yeah, it was a it was a great race. And uh, you know, I guess for for anybody who hasn't seen it, spoiler alert, but uh two of my favorite drivers, my two my two McLaren guys, they they won though they got one P one and P two. McLaren won two, which hasn't happened 
in ages from what I from what I understand. And they McLaren hasn't won in since 2012. So Damn. it was a it was a very rare race that y'all got to see, especially with um Daniel Ricardo, who I think hasn't won in since like 2018, I, I want to say. So it was it was a, a super eventful race. And yeah, just the discussion we had around it was was amazing because of course Formula One has so much drama behind the scenes that doesn't quite make the the front page sometimes in terms of like you know in, in comparison to the crashes and all the other stuff but um yeah it's uh it, it was a great it was a great chat and you can find it right here on the on podcastnet.work hey. I, I highly recommend it yeah i would recommend it as well um yeah i don't know anything else you play in these days um honestly the only thing i'm playing at the moment is motorsport manager and uh you know maybe i can shamelessly plug this while i'm also here but definitely going to be starting up a stream uh, maybe even next week for uh where i'm going to create an option i'm sorry a fan bite formula one team and uh try to see how far we can get in 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 the world of a modded motorsport manager for for pc and um, maybe we'll even get uh, Daniel Ricciardo to race for us. So, oh my God, that I'm using so this cool. as a test run. I'm using this as a test run to see if we can get the Fanbyte logo on on one of those cars somehow. Let's go. I mean, I you know what? Let's just call our shot. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thanks, Paul, for hanging out. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Folks, I want to get you ready for this uh, this week in games. Uh, there's a lot coming out. It kind of just doesn't stop, folks. Not from the next few weeks, not from the next, I don't know, month and a half, two months. The games are just going to keep coming and coming, really probably until early December. Uh, Deathloop just came out, and it's it's super cool. But there's even more cool stuff coming out even this week. So get ready. Uh, first of all, Kana Bridge of Spirits. Coming to PlayStation 5, PC, and PS4 on September 21st. Uh, that game was announced way back uh, in, I believe, Sony Sony's first PlayStation 5 conference. That is finally coming out, and uh, I, I know a lot of folks here at the site cannot wait to get their hands on it. Uh, Sable, the beautiful indie non-combat Breath of the Wild-like, is coming on September 23rd to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, that game is gorgeous and it's super interesting and it's it plays a little bit differently than I think most people uh, on the site kind of expected it to when we had a preview event a few months ago. But I think everyone uh, came away from that preview feeling like that game is one of the better games of 2021. So you're going to have to just try that out this week as well. That's another banger. Hey, another banger. Uh, the, have you heard of Diablo 2? Yep. Well, it's getting remastered, and that's coming to, I believe, everything. Yeah, PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S on September 23rd. If you are into Diablo 2, we're going to have a ton of guides over at wowhead.com. Yep, that's right. The place where you get all your wow stuff is going to be a Diablo stuff site as well. So go check out all of our guides that will post uh, right before that game release on September 23rd. Um, hey, have you heard of Yakuza? 
Okay, did you play that spinoff called Judgment? It's like an investigation simulator with more real-time combat that uh, Yakuza used to be known for, but now it's not known for that. It's now known for turn-based stuff because they've switched gears. Well, Judgment is kind of like the old Yakuza. So if you liked uh, the first Judgment or some of the older Yakuza's, you should probably get your hands on Lost Judgment, the sequel to Judgment. Uh, There is a great review over at fanbuyer.com that Michael Hyam wrote for us. Michael loves the Yakuza series and also liked Lost Judgment a lot. But uh, Michael is feeling a little more conflicted about Lost Judgment than other Yakuza games before it, so you should definitely read his review, see if it's right for you. It still looks very cool, and I think you should check that one out. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, a game that uh, has been out for a long time for other platforms, is now making its way to Switch. Uh, Merrick K liked that game uh, okay. Did not really love it, did not really hate it. Thought it was a very middle-of-the-road game. You can read our review. It's quite old over at fanby.com. And finally, Death Stranding's Director's Cut comes out for PlayStation 5 on September 24th. This game looks ridiculous. It changes some of the things that you might be familiar with with the original release. It uh, it, it changes some of the traversal. It changes uh, some things that you can do in the world, like you can build racetracks, uh, expands the world in different ways. Listen, it's Hideo Kojima. There could be big surprises and secrets here that we don't expect, maybe even clues to what to expect with Death Stranding 2, which we believe is probably coming at some point. We have no idea, Uh, but the director's cut looks to be the definitive version of Death Stranding. So if you played it, liked it, and want some more, this is a great opportunity to jump back in. And if you didn't like it, this does appear to be the definitive version of that game, almost a completely new game in some ways. Uh, So you should definitely check that out. I will probably give it a second look. I played through some of Death Stranding, kind of liked it, but found the combat to be fairly lacking. Um, It sounds like there are some additions to the combat this time around that might help me as a player like me out uh but yeah that's a game that i am uh excited about folks that's okay let me just do a count here i i listed uh six games that are coming out this week five of them are on my radar to purchase probably day one uh kano looks like a really cool game sable something that i've had my eye on for a long time uh, Diablo 2, I got hooked on Diablo 3 on Switch. I'll probably check out Diablo 2 Resurrected, Lost Judgment. I always get those Yakuza games. Death Stranding, I don't know. This stuff is amazing. Uh, if you like the uh, if you like the show Sex Education, uh, season three of that just uh, aired on Netflix. Um, it That's, a, I think, a pretty good series as far as those go. So if you like that, that's cool. And hey, it's not this week, but Succession. Uh, the I think the best show on television is coming back to HBO Max on October 17th. So you have a few weeks to binge seasons one and two if you haven't done that. And uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Let's talk shop. Send me a message. Join our Discord over at fanbyte.casa. I think I'm going to start a succession room by itself so I can just talk about this wonderful TV show that I love very much. That's all about the worst people in the entire world. Anyway... Uh, yeah, I think the week of succession will probably have some special succession um, uh, stuff going on on TFTK. I'm planning a little bit of a succession themed episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope you have a good next week. And that is going to put a bow on this week's episode. I want to thank my producer, Paul Tamayo, for delivering like he does every single week. An amazing show, an amazing experience for all of you at home. Thank you, Paul. If you want to follow Paul at 
Uh, on Twitter, you can do so at Polymayo. You should also listen to the optional podcast. It's his podcast that he hosts with Cam Brewster, and it is a delight every single week. New episodes air on Monday. Uh, if you want to follow me, John Warren, you can do so over at Floppy Adult. You can find my other podcast, Friends Reunion. It also it, uh, it also airs every single week on Fridays. So if you want to uh, ring in your weekend with some laughs, and internet culture you can do that with me and lb hung tears and nikki grayson uh until next week folks you're welcome It's Danielle Riendo, the editor-in-chief here at Fanbyte. I like movies, and you probably do too. Join me and my incredible co-hosts, LB Hunktiers and Fernanda Prachas, on You Love to See It, Fanbyte's weekly premiere movie podcast. Every Thursday, we explore the wonderful world of film from old classics, cult favorites, and plenty of under-the-radar treasures. We pick a different theme each month and really dive in. With a combination of in-depth analysis and breezy chat on everything from monster movies to Patrick Swayze classics. You'll love to see it is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, uh, movie starting. We'll catch up later. Mm-hmm.